Nice oh gosh, yeah, I, I, dude, I was like such in a rush. I even, oh, never mind. I like your name. Okay. It's good. I never even paid attention. Like, how do other podcasts like do transitions? I never really paid attention. Oh, they do it. They do it properly. Oh, oh, like, okay. <laughs> you you want to do transitions today? They do things like, and talking of thoughts, should... here's Reanimator. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's so boring, though. I know, I know. <laughs> it's probably like it's probably one of our strengths, though. Still, it's they're perfect. so funny. Like, yeah, yeah, because they're so bad. Yeah. You, you know, yeah. in in 2014, when I was at the GP in uh, New Jersey. The, there were a couple of Americans who asked, like Philip and Mark Koenig and and me, for to write our signature phrases on their cards. And I don't know what they asked Philip and Mark to do. And I was, when it was my turn, I was like, honestly, I have no idea what my signature phrases. And I was like trying to come up with something that I thought like I said a lot, which was cool. And the guy was, oh, that's fine. You you just say okay a lot. I'm like, okay, wow, like, you're fuck, you got me. <laughs> <laughs> I've got, I've got Kai's. Yo, dude, it's your boy, Kai Sawatari. That, that's, that's totally me, yeah. yeah. That's totally me. Can I get a hell yeah, motherfucker? Can I get a goddamn hell yeah, motherfucker? Can I get a goddamn hell yeah, motherfucker? Okay, there goes our H rating or something. Actually, I've, I've set it to like whatever the, the highest is, like restricted R is for restricted or something, right? Because we talk about a restricted list. No, because we, we appear like in uh, in United States or something. Oh, okay. Yeah, you gotta be careful, right? Like you, you can't say ass. Yeah, we were talking about doing Latin in seventh grade, so you gotta be careful. Right. Yeah, but if you if you do Latin in seventh grade, you can pick either French or chemistry. And honestly, they probably like changed it ever since I was in school. But there was yeah. like a weird multiple choice system back when I was in school. We do talk about some really bad things on this podcast, yeah, I, I like DNT, Jeskai Control, like <laughs> all the good stuff. I, I thought we came here to uh, to, to talk legacy now. Oh, we, we no, actually, no, speaking no. of that, no. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome everybody to Everyday Channel number 149, your favorite, most deceptively named bi-weekly legacy podcast. If you want to support the running of the show directly and today, you can support us actually on any day on patreon.com slash everyday channel. <laughs> Never mind, guys, let's go to, back to Latin. What's your favorite Latin poem? I don't Catch know. I'll be honest. 85. Okay, let's go on. <laughs> oh, let me let me Google quickly. You know, this is actually like super live. Like Kai, you literally just came back into your in your to your apartment like five minutes ago or something, right? Pretty much, pretty much. Yeah, I uh, I even spelled misspelled my my own name, which is almost impossible because it's only three letters. But I thought it was two letters. Oh, for for like for for the listeners, like every time we uh we meet up for recording, we have to type in our name. I don't because I made an account on that website. Wow! Oh, <laughs> damn it! God damn it! You know, you know after, after like two hundred episodes or something, it's you know it actually levels out the time I had to put into making an account. Uh, okay. Here. Fine, fine. Yeah. So if you're not a platinum member, whatever status thingy, um, you have to type in your name every single time, and I typed in. Yeah. So uh, whatever yuck. that is. <laughs> yeah. Yuck. Yuck. What? That was yeah. oh, it's like Kai backwards. It's really was trying to, oh, yeah. Okay, okay. Like, I thought it was like you, you know you gotta be careful. That's like I, I read that there's like some some Ku Klux Klan stuff. It's oh, almost shit, like that. It, oh yeah, it, yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> but, so, luckily you're called Kai. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> that <you>. works. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> here we go, Kai. Where, where have you been actually? So uh, I had an amazing weekend in um, at one of the biggest modern and legacy tournaments in Germany, um, which which is called Bottrop Series. I've never been to that place. I've never been to that tournament. And frankly, I also didn't know many people who uh, attended that event. Right? Some of them also went. Um, like go to I don't know, like Four Seasons or some major events like on a regular basis. But um, essentially. 
I don't know, 80% of the players are like locals, you know, they live in like Cologne and- People you've I, never I, seen I, before, right? Yeah, I've never been, I've, I've never been in that area. So it it's, was it's so funny, right? Because when, when I talked the, to the European, uh, oh God, Legacy Masters. Masters? Yeah, yeah, dude, I'm so bad at remembering that. <laughs> uh, ELM, ELM, everybody says ELM. Uh, they, they, they had a lot of questions about like how the community in Germany works. And I was like, you know, Germany might as well be like four different countries when it comes to legacy. Like we, we have no idea what's going on like north of Nuremberg. Uh, oh, totally. Yeah, totally. It's like, it's all like split up. Um, I, I can't even say what, what the, the biggest community is because the, the one in Freising is also incredible. Berlin is kind of mediocre given that it's the capital, but... There's also like nothing around Berlin, so I can. It's so weird, get right? That. All the big cities in Germany, they don't really have like a big legacy. Yeah, so like you... Frankfurt, Hamburg, they're like okay, but you know, like those smaller city, mediocre, like smaller, medium sized cities, they really got those players. Like, because I think like driving a car for like an hour or two is just not a big deal for most Germans. In fact, if you have the Autobahn, that's actually a lot of fun <laughs> driving. So like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't really count that as a downside. So yeah. Oh, okay. Didn't you go to your last tournament by train or something? I, I, yeah, I, I did because I don't obey the rules. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> crazy okay, guy. okay. We, we keep going back to Kai getting kicked out of Japan. Okay, yeah, dude. I, I'm the real rebel. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so that was this, yeah, gigantic event. It was uh, 149 players. Wow. But yeah, it was all split up between Legacy, Modern, and Pioneer. I think there was like a teeny tiny Pioneer group also. They've all played at the same time. And I think they all played six rounds, which sounds a little weird to me. It's like two people who played before. each other like six times <laughs> in Pioneer. <laughs> Round Robin, but it's five people. Oh <laughs> Catch the top one. <laughs> right. And I didn't play any of those events because for the very first time in my uh, career, whatever you want to call it, I had my own booth my Savatarix booth so essentially um it was like a vendor's booth or artist booth where you get like one or two tables and i had like this this gigantic like tablecloth and some some uh, roll-ups and you know things to display like my tokens and stickers and play mats and things like that for sale but in addition since i'm also a passionate mtg player i wanted to do some sort of like magic action right at my booth and then you know we got the idea of uh having like a direct challenge thing with a buzzer, which you can- <laughs> Here comes a new challenger! <laughs> yeah, dude, here comes a fucking new challenger. <laughs> Just so everyone knows, Julian gives us no heads up that this stuff is happening. Yeah, dude. <laughs> but, no, like, honestly, like I actually have that on my soundboard. So, okay. yeah, so I had this little buzzer, which you had to smash. And once you sh smash it, and we got a deal. And we play a best of one. The challenger picks either a modern or a legacy deck. And I also have multiple decks in both formats. Uh, that was so a lie. Which I, decks did you bring? I, I only had one deck in modern. I had Blue Red Merktide in modern, and I had two legacy decks. Which, and one of them was Cephalic Breakfast, and the other one was Elves. And I let the challenger pick one of the two back deck boxes. I mean, obviously, like, the one was like black, and the other one was brown. So it I was going to really... say, was it green and blue? No. <laughs> <laughs> and like, and like most people say, okay, I'm not going to pick the black deck box because that's probably doomsday. Uh, in fact, that, <laughs> nice. that that was that was the Elves deck box. Anyway, uh. yeah, so uh, I I am I think 12 or 13 people challenged me throughout the whole day. Well, that's great. And um, yeah, and if you win, you know, you, you get a custom token and where I, where I write down, uh, I killed Savatarix um, <laughs> on, on, the, on the backside and people can keep that. I and need a couple one of, of these. Dude, it shouldn't uh, be hard to get one, right? 
No, but you gotta beat me first. Yeah, it's pretty easy. That's probably like that. the easy part. It's getting to your booth is the harder part. <laughs> right? <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry. Dude, dude, shut up. Are those challenges like free or do you, do, uh, do you have to pay? Uh, or how yeah, yeah, they are 10 euros each. That's the best of one. So I was a little nervous about maybe like people showing up with like ridiculous combo decks maybe. Uh, right? <laughs> like, okay, let's grind Kai tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I gotta say though, I, I won all Legacy games but i lost a bunch of modern matches mainly um blue red murktide versus um the five color creativity deck um mm. i don't know if you guys are familiar with that but yeah. it's a crazy strong combo and it plays like all the hate versus murktide there's a bunch of removal Vernon six combo. yeah it's not, it's not i, it's I not played bad. it um but you know when i was preparing for our last or i think the very first four season team appearance and I, I liked it a lot, but I kept losing to Blood Moon. I guess it's a five-color deck, but yeah. Right, right. It's like a five-color mono-red deck that needs yeah. <laughs> its red lands to function under Blood Moon still as well. It's, it's pretty much. One. Dude, and that deck, like, I, I know we have, we've talked about Fable of the Mirror Breaker so much on this podcast already oh, like and how, card, how good yeah. it is. But <laughs> damn, that if, if there is the perfect fable deck it's probably the creativity deck because mm. the token you you can you can uh, destroy for creativity the looting is crazy good because you draw like useless archon of uh, cruelties and the c mode is also incredible because the goblin can then start copying the archon of uh, cruelty because you have, is, that, you have to just, reanimate a theme in there as well right so i was watching I was watching Mengu stream a couple of days ago and he was playing against like Pox or something and he the opponent had like a few ensnaring bridges in play and like shrieking affliction like he was kind of locked out but he then had an archon plus Kiki Jiki and he was draw stepping making a copy of the archon <laughs> to discard him down until he died. That's I so bet funny. he was really happy about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was sick. Anyway, yeah, so yeah. I lost a bunch against that deck and um all Everyone who beat me in the, the direct challenge also got their name written on the uh, on a whiteboard, which I call the Hall of Fame. I know not many people people can make it to the Hall of Fame. In fact, I will probably <laughs> never be in the Hall of Fame. So I thought, you know, it'd be kind of cool if I give people the chance to be on the. But don't tell, don't tell baby. me you carried that whiteboard all the way from Berlin. Oh, okay, I did. Of course, I did. Yeah. By the way, for those who don't know, Bordshop is basically on the other side of Germany. Right, right, right yes. across. De yeah. Dedication to the whole. But of dudes, fame. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, like I am, um, I'm like, I, I'm so proud of like having all this booth equipment, my three decks, my clothes, and all that in just two medium-sized like, um, bags. Yeah, like yeah, basically. <laughs> That's impressive. Like, yeah, because because so, I was thinking, um, for international events such as the Four Seasons event or the Impact Returns and maybe a few more, um, I need to get everything in like hand luggage um, carriers, right? So um, I mean, I, you don't have to. Like, if, if you really want to bring your, your full equipment, uh, I would have some carry-on, I would guess. Yeah, but then it's no challenge. <laughs> I really want, <laughs> okay, okay, I, I, okay. I wanted to. I wanted to challenge myself basically to like... So then if you make it, you can put yourself in the Hall of Fame. Uh, the Hall of Fame of packing. Yes. Yeah, I yeah. can. Oh, you're gonna become a travel YouTuber. Okay, guys, this is my new nomadic travel pack. Check it out here. Blah blah blah. Yeah, I can put myself in the luggage. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Well, did uh, did people win tokens as well? Yes, they did, and yeah. people had such a good time. Like, nice. For the for the first time, I felt like I did something really really like valuable not only for myself because i had a lot of fun through it the whole day but also mm. for a lot of players because like when you go to a tournament and let's say you play six rounds in legacy or modern or any other format um you only have six people six new people you interact with right and then usually between rounds you hang out with your 
with your boys, you know. I'm, I'm, yeah, just shit talk each other's deck and stuff like that. But you really don't get to know a lot of new people. But if you have a booth, you have so much more reach and you have so many more people who do interesting things or, you know, you just talk to them. And like, I had this guy who went like 03 drop in modern and then he came to my booth, um, played versus me. And I don't even know if he, if he won or lost, but he had like the best moment of the whole day. Like seriously, like people have such a good time. Uh, interacting, you know, with me. Sometimes you just sit down and had a coffee, you know, just chat a bit. <laughs> I, I love I, that. People have such a good time interacting with me. <laughs> but no, no, seriously. That I, sounds I kind it. of wrong. That I, sounds kind of wrong. We should probably scratch. Can we, can we scratch that? Uh, <laughs> but anyway. I, I get it, though. It, it's really exciting. Like, it's not really been yeah. done before. Also, uh, we, we had some we had some nice background music because I really wanted to have it, you know, like make it like an entertainment oh, you thing. Did? So, yeah. So I brought my uh, music box and my, my music box, my, my Bluetooth box and we had some post Malone, you know, in the background. Mm. And you know, uh, give it, was, it a couple was, more years, you're gonna have a live band playing behind you. Oh, yeah, and some background dancers. My band can play behind you. That'd be <laughs> that'd be sick, dude. That'd be sick. It might be a bit noisy. Yeah. But. No, no, it's it's okay. But then all the challenges, please, only mono black decks, please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. Only dark rituals. You give them like the choice between two black deck boxes. <laughs> like, oh, oh okay. <laughs> mirror. One has Doomsday, the other one has Doomsday. God damn it. But yeah, that was that was the that was the um, the first time uh, for the Savatarix booth. I'm so you're gonna do it at the future events as well. Yes, absolutely. Awesome. I'm crazy. I'm obviously I'm crazy exhausted, but I'm so 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 happy. Already made like thousands of notes on my way back on, on how I can prove things. Awesome. Unfortunately, like the buzzer was not loud enough because I I totally forgot that the um that 150 players they make they make quite quite a lot of noise you know i was actually wondering about that when you when you did the video but at that point i was like nothing to really do right. about that yeah so you know like a, a few small things are uh, gotta improve but damn like I, I played a lot of modern and legacy on on the day and uh i also got to alter things and uh it was the best thing ever like a part of me is like <sighs> do let's I move really... to bot drop yeah let's like, do like all the time <laughs> <laughs> do i really want to play any sanctioned event from now on because... that's the best kind of feeling wow. seriously like yeah. if, you, if you get that kind of feeling then you did something that was like you, you say valuable but yeah i guess that's just like right an amazing amazing it thing is you it did. is yeah i mean it's like half a job i mean i obviously i'm gonna play some events because i'm a freaking addict but um i will probably split it like i will damn it was it was so fat it was so cool it was <laughs> like four really seasons cool. maybe do like the teams and then the legacy on sunday but you could do the booth like half of friday and all of saturday or something yeah something like i dude i can't skip team events team ev like yeah. that, like that's why that that's that's why we go into that event like the the team event is insanely fun I think Kai, you're, you're allowed to play legacy at the next one as well also I yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, dude, I can't like i will skip the, the next few ones but i will not skip the next one that the next one is yeah. just too important watch yeah. me play some uh something. i think i want vintage for the next one Oh, yeah, yeah. Finally. Finally. Yeah. Oh, I've got to play Modern. <laughs> God damn it, Callum. <laughs> yeah, we probably should stop talking about Modern and his Callum, uh, Callum and, and his Modern choice. We should, especially since like, Callum has Callum. completely destroyed Legacy lately, right? Oh, yeah, we're going to me. So I've had some fun painting recently. I um, Maybe the other listeners will have noticed, like, my tone the last couple of months was I kind of stopped playing online. I was a bit of a, on a bit of a downer because, like, Chaos Defile is not online. And I was like... It's kind of futile to play and i was busy with other things and then last saturday i had the day free so i was like yeah screw it let's play the challenge and i uh, had a really good run there i got to the finals without dropping a match and i lost to friend testacular in the finals he was on um moon stumpy 
both sides, this is a super skill intensive matchup where whoever draws more Furies wins. Um, <laughs> and I, I drew less and I didn't mulligan to Furies, so he deservedly won. And then I didn't play again till LLM. Oh, wait, wait, to stop you there. You didn't play Chaos Defiler, but you played a nine mana artifact. Like, we cannot oh, yeah. pass by nine Sorry, mana yeah. artifacts and not mention them. So, uh, shout- know, that's, that's like the, the cutoff. Like, it's seven or eight mana, you cannot not mention it. Yeah, I mean, so shout outs to Uber and a, a few others from the Painter Discord. Like, I play lots of different things in Painter and I, and I have my own ideas, but. The, the Discord is like, they have so many ideas and I wasn't really trying Portal to Phyrexia. I played it a little bit and like it has its moments, but I was kind of off it. And then Uber especially, but a few others were having good results with it recently. So I was like, you know what, I'll try it. And it actually was really insane, this challenge. I think it it's won like... <laughs> three games where like, I say no other card would have done it, like Defiler would have, but you know, it's not online. So yeah, it's like it cool. nine mana, and when it comes into play, the opponent has to sacrifice like three creatures or something. Yeah, nine mana ETB opponent sacrifices three creatures. Then at the beginning of your upkeep, you return a creature from any graveyard to play. So that's um, good. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. I, I did it against eight cast Delver and uh, I can't remember the last one. Definitely got someone else. Sneak show or something. Oh yeah, like against Sneak and Show. They cast Sneak and Show. It resolved. They put Grizzlebrand. <laughs> I put in Portal, and no. I got, got Grizzlebrand. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, that's that's perfect. You know what the dumbest thing is? I um I drew it like the first turn of like my first turn, and I was like, oh, of, of course I draw this. What a bad draw! Without thinking what it actually meant. So like, <laughs> oh, then before he cast Show and Tell, I was like, oh, actually, this is really good. Oh, so. that, that, that's something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let me put this into play. It was a fairly normal list, otherwise. Um, two when you're cards. playing two cards, I noticed. Is that because there's a lot of, like, uh, I, I, I mean, eight cards, but also cr- crazy so, stuff, like, uh, what's his name? Crazy, crazy stuff. thing? No, oh, yeah, well, that, that also, but the German guy. Um, oh, uh, yeah, Killer B. Yeah, exactly, Killer B. It's not, not especially <laughs> for him, but basically uh, he helps against control. Not that you're, like, that bad against control, but he's, he turns off staff which is pretty mm-hmm. relevant. Um, as you said, like, 8-cast is super strong and popular everywhere. Um, Mystic Forge has been doing well, well recently. So it's mostly there for just the Null Rod effect. And obviously, you don't really want to play Null Rod in Painter. You can, because mm-hmm. um, you can weld it out. But he's there for that. So I have, like, super minimal um, support in the sideboard. I had I played a Liquid Metal Coating, a Pithy Needle, a Grindstone, and a Tormoz Crypt. I would you actually got cut... Coating most of the time anyway. Yeah, I would actually cut the Grindstone as well. Um, in paper, I play a sideboard defiler, but which I'm not sure on. But like honestly, I just think you want coating, needle, tournament script, and I sideboard in the the needle in like tons of matchups anyway. So he doesn't really need any sideboard support. He's just a um, <laughs> he's just like a null rod that he's has just some a, extra value. He's just a null rod, and then like people do exile your graveyard, so you can minus two to like get painters that were hit with a source of plowshares, and you can tournament script or soul guide like with ETB yourself to get things back and stuff. So mm. that, that came up where I Thomas crypted myself to get something. I guess the cutest interaction would be you can animate your Soul Guide Lantern and then copy it with Fable of the Mirror Breaker to get the trigger again. That is super cute. Am I doing it right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I think the cutest play I got to make on th- that challenge was like using Liquid Metal Coating, targeting my mountain to grow constructs mid-combat to win the combat. Ooh. Oh, oh, a lot of people would God. not see that. Yeah. What a play. That was fun. Um, I also got to liquid metal coating, target a Mystic Forge, and then Fury it. That was fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, no, oh, sorry, can't. No, sorry, it was can't plus on it. I'm, it's already an artifact. Can't plus on it, and then I furied it. That's it. Anyway, oh, that's so mean. That's so yeah, it's fun though. Um, other difference is like, I played two Mind Trap because there's a lot of Mystic Forge and stuff online and just mm-hmm. combo and stuff. So I think Mind Trap is really good online. I didn't play it in paper. 
recently. I noticed you played Shieldred's uh, Addict in PayPal. Yes, so really cool challenge. Um, I didn't touch Magic Online much since then. And then yesterday we had an LLM. It was absolutely roasting in England, 28 degrees, which is like 80 oh, Fahrenheit. I'm not even sure if heathens. you're allowed to be outside at that. Yeah. Um, but 31 brave people, including myself, decided to stay inside and not touch grass Damn. and enjoy the sun. So not bad numbers. And um, I managed to play Painter to the win. That was fun. Hey, heck okay. yeah. Heck yeah. <laughs> so um, two matches lost across Crusher. the events. So Painter's just like, you know, it's still singing for me. Um, the deck just feels great. Like you still have close games and um, very interesting ones. You do need to play tight with it as ever. But I don't know when it's like just not doing it when it's doing its thing it just feels like it's very hard to beat sometimes so um the differences between paper is as i said I played the black splash so i had a nile spell bomb and a chaos defiler main deck and in the sideboard there was another chaos defiler the idea is you can con for it in the super grindy fair matchups but and then side in against source plashes matchups but defiler didn't come up a ton yesterday actually the mvps were surprise surprise fable and goblin engineer um <laughs> it was just very very normal stuff honestly uh, i played two opposition agents and two shieldra's edicts in the sideboard they didn't come up at all i opposition agent one fetch land and i never cast shieldra's edict so, so, yeah, so what's the what's the <laughs> thinking behind edict because i'm, I'm curious whether i want to put those into my sideboard as well it kills merit age which uh, merit age is not super popular at the moment it's just nice that it catches that but it kills like Gurma gangler and tarmogoyf is the main ones because mm -hmm. shadows moves away from Merktide. Um, a bit, not all of them, some, and Rugdell was playing Tarmogoyf, and those creatures are real problems for Painter. Like, yeah, we can't both those, right? Five toughness is a huge breakpoint for the deck because you can't Fury it. Mm. So, yeah, it's just like some flexible removal, and you can obviously kill Planeswalkers. I don't didn't even bring in against like a Jeskai Planeswalker heavy deck, but it's just kind of it's a solid card. I'll be honest, the Painted sideboard after four Fairy, then three or four Magus, and a Pithy Needle. I don't really know what to put. <laughs> like, <laughs> but that's a good problem to have, honestly. It, it is a good problem. So, like, the agents, as I said, didn't really do much either. They're good against Saga of Mirrors, in theory, and obviously they're very good against Doomsday, but I don't think you need the help there, especially. Uh, there are other combo decks as well, but I don't know. Yeah, so af after those kind of pieces I said, like... You can kind of pick and mix a bit. <laughs> you know, there's, there's new stuff coming in, by the way. Uh, should, should we quickly go over um, the card everybody has been talking about over yeah, the last couple of weeks? Because like, yeah, because I'm going to play this in Painter so we can touch on that like after we talk about the card. Okay, cool. Yeah. So that, that's a really new card. I want to say one of the most exciting cards of recent times. Uh, and for that's now. Or <laughs> for now. For now, okay. <laughs> that's Orcish Bowmasters. Uh, creature, Orc, Archer, a colorless and a black, 1-1, one, one, flash. When Orcish Bowmaster enters the battlefield and whenever an opponent draws a card, except for the first one they draw in each of their draw steps, Orcish Bowmaster deals one damage to any target. Then MS Orcs 1, which basically means like you create a 1-1 one, one Orc token, right? Yeah. So amass means like you, if you don't have an Orc token, you create a 1-1 one, one Orc token. Every time you amass one more, it, it becomes a 2-2, two, two, then a 3-3. Three, three. Wait, 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 wait. Right. So the yeah. second token is a 2-2? No, no, no. no, 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 no. no. You, you never have two tokens. That's, yeah. that's the thing. Like, if you oh, have, okay, if so you have an old token, it, it just grows, right? We had a mass uh, before, I think. Um, it was in War of the Spark. Of the Spark. Yeah. yeah, with zombies. I think, like, mm -hmm. zombie was the uh, zombie army, I think. Exactly, It was, like, yeah. the default thing. Now it's orcs, but essentially the th it's the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. So this card, it's kind of unassuming when you see it, like a two-mana 1-1 one, one flash, and then the, the effects are, like, kind of 
not that powerful. But as a culmination, I think this card is so insanely pushed. Like, usually I'm pretty reserved. I'm like, let's see how things play out. Like, I'm not going to spill the boat about things, but I think this one is a bit too much. This is this is the first card since Ragavan where I'm like, oh, no, I don't really like this. <laughs> I'm a bit worried. I my, We'll see how it plays out, of course. But my thinking is it's going to push out any X1s in the format itself is an X1, so like the best thing to kill a bowmaster is another bowmaster. Oh my god, is this like the Metal Misstep <laughs> era all over again now? Kind of, and like <laughs> I think it's just going to push out X1s and like, yeah. yeah, it's it's super punishing to anything like that. It's actually got to shout out uh, Tubo. He wrote an amazing article on the European Legacy Masters uh, website I think yesterday? Yeah, yesterday. So go on to europeanlegacymasters.com and he wrote a article on it called metagame movements and legacy june oh, i wanted to read this one but i didn't really have time yeah he honestly sums it up better than like sums up my thoughts better than i could <laughs> so <laughs> it's uh for me it's a really good summation but we'll try and do that here yeah. but essentially the card punishes any decks that play x ones or, or trying to draw extra cards which is a huge swap <laughs> that's, that's basically three quarters of the format at this yeah point. right there's like, only combo know, decks left like like uh, when, when we're thinking of cards like Bellful Tricks or like mm -hmm. Fairy Mastermind, which is pretty new already, um, the whole Cephalic Breakfast combo because oh, they're God, all yeah. X ones and they also play Brainstorm Ponder, mm -hmm. and like that, that. And yeah, like like those card, like those decks are pretty much in danger. But even I think like, so, yeah. but even like the non-blue decks, like I couldn't, I can totally see Orcish Bowmaster just like sniping off uh, Goblin Velda maybe in response to. I'm already uh, like, thinking of cutting Velda. Like, yeah, when, when Fable happens, for example. Yeah. Like yeah, if yeah. you are thinking of cutting Welder, then this card has a, like it's gonna have a much bigger impact than yeah, I actually expected it to. Welder going means Defiler going as well. It it's big. I mean, we'll see. This could be all hearsay. But the thing is, uh, to, to interrupt you, that uh, yeah. if they go first and you go like turn one Welder on the draw, and then they they have this, this is just like it's a oh three for God. one. They have a one one. They have they have the Bowmasters that, that you have to deal with still. They've killed your card, and they have a one one, which is going to grow if it triggers again. And you you have to kill the Bowmasters because it's going to like trigger more. Like uh, yeah, I, I would call it like a two point five for one or something. Like the, sure. the, yeah. Okay, but I could fair, underestimate yeah. how, how how important the, the actual token is going to be. I mean, just think of it in like in response to a brainstorm and this is not like christmas land this is mm. super standard stuff because i think the most common times to play brainstorm i would say is turn two for blue decks because they play their land turn one they see what the matchup is then they pass and they like brainstorm turn two to find either a cantrip or a removal spell or whatever because they want to brainstorm main phase to find the right second land drop and play their fetch and go so if you're on the play with an orcish bowmasters you play in response to brainstorm you've got the bowmasters they still need to answer a four four and you've pinged for four damage Right. Yeah, the ping is actually insane because the ping also goes to the face. Yeah, you know what yeah. I totally missed the first time like, I read? Yeah. yeah, it splits. That's that's another big thing, true. Yeah. What what I didn't actually notice the first time is it already triggers when it comes into play. It doesn't yes. need to to see anything else from the opponent's side. I it would already say like, it, creates value. If it didn't ETB ping, I think it would be almost unplayable. It's, yeah. it's the fact that it just does a very good thing already and then punishes right. a lot of parts of the format. Yeah, this actually, as you mentioned, this makes it look... Uh, Bayful Strix look embarrassing. Yeah, I think it kicks Bayful Strix out of the format. D&D like, gets kicked hard. Yeah, It's incredibly good against Teferi. It's one of the very few cards because they play Teferi, <laughs> you flash it in, if and then they downtick on, on either the token or the orcish uh, whatevers. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, oh, because the token already gets created right away. Dude, <laughs> I just talked about it. I still forgot it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, and yeah, um, it's it's going to kill Teferi regardless. Unless they have, like, right. it's more than turn three and they have removal But actually, well. like, if they if they minus Teferi on this, then do you get the trigger? 
you draw a card as part of the resolution of the thing and it's returned. But the, you, like, you do it in order. Like first you in put order. it into your hand, then you draw a card. I don't think you get the ping. I don't think so. But then Teferi's at one and you have a one-one token. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So true. in a vacuum, it does finish it up. Yeah, but yeah. Also, like here's like another thing. Like imagine if your opponent casts like glimpse of nature, and then <laughs> yeah, in response to Oxbomas, a whole you gonna like just combo elves. No, um, dude, you, just you no. sniper every single. Yeah, every single elf gets snipered right away. Yeah, and there's a lot of decks which just like the pinging is obviously gonna push out the X ones, but then a ton of things like I don't think putting this in in response to like show and tell or reanimator or Grizzleband is like. They can't activate Grizzleband. Like, oh, that's dude, that's it kills so Grizzleband. Or <laughs> yeah, or like they pay seven life and they take eight damage if you flash it in response. Right, and you have a so creature which is bigger than Grizzlebrand. So that's fifteen damage, <laughs> and you have an eight. Holy shit, yeah. that's actually hilarious. Imagine if you have two of those. Yeah, well then they're dead because they took yeah. twenty-eight damage. Yeah, but I mean that, that's going to happen over the course of the game at some point. It, it totally could. It totally could. And then like, yeah. even if the pinging is bad, like if you have a creature, uh, if you have like against a deck that goes pretty tall, maybe initiative or like Gurmag or Tarmogoyf, like it's still two bodies, which is not too bad. And like you block with the Amastork or Kami, and then if they draw like play another cantrip, you get another token to like. It's just a ton of stuff which has to be answered on a two mana card with a flash. Like, so are we uh, are we getting that that card right away on Magic Online, or do we have to wait for it again? Yes, I have no idea. We it's the Lord of the Rings set is coming the week after pre-releases, so pre-releases this coming weekend. So we're gonna get it online uh, like twenty fourth, twenty fifth, I believe. So are you saying I should like buy this card? Yes, you, I already I already pre-ordered them in paper. How, yeah. how much are they when you when you bought I them? I paid for eighteen pounds each, and I paid a, each. Yeah, they're now thirty five euros on MKM. Are you fucking kidding me? I thought it was just going to be like a five or six euro card. It nah, might go dude. down. It might go down. But this thing is nuts in CDH and it's legal in modern as well. It's not as good in modern because there's not as many like things that draw raw cards. There's no ponder or brainstorm. But oh, you're right. It starts basically at 35 euros. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. I think there's a very good chance right. it goes down. I'm just a squirrel with a small brain and like to play with new toys as soon as possible. So, right. yeah. I mean, obviously, like we 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 um we only highlight like the, the good parts about this card, right? Yeah. But there are obviously also like um you know situations where this card is just pretty embarrassing, or like or or generally like there are also a lot of decks that don't really care about Okish Bowmasters. Yeah. Like, I I would say like like number one is probably like any deck that doesn't play creatures, but, like any any control deck, for example. I mean, yeah. it's just like another threat they have to they have to. It's just like, like a two mana two two flash ETB ping or something. A lot yeah. of the time, uh, you, you say any control deck, but I mean, we, we just like pointed out how how it does something against the fairy. It's also like decent against Narset. Yeah, I think this is super good against control, but it's I think the lands based decks are where it's not as good. Um, so lands itself, Cloudpost, um, Depths is completely ignores it. I mean, so yeah, maybe like the the part about um what what I like about Orcish Bowmasters is that it's it's a card that is pretty powerful but it doesn't go right straight into delva i think because it is oh, no. more like an it's more like it's, it's, it's more like it's more like an answer ish card you know like so, something like a i don't know like uh, a, I, mean, not shooter some, I don't know like card. like Crixus delva or something i mean it's yeah. not really aggressive enough for delva i guess so to address like the the most obvious thing i think this deck this card just goes straight into shadow and shadow is like secretly but not secretly one of the top three decks in the format in my opinion so i think this card really pushes shadow um, okay yeah that's a good point yeah. that's a good point like it's still a lot of decks that play cantrips or like you know they use card draw in some form which is a lot of the format 
they do need still need to answer it and so like discard just becomes so much better and it's in black already so like thought seize grief reanimate shells i think we'll see that as well um just strip them of their swords and then play the bow masters and then like just punish them for playing the cantrips to find more removal stuff mm -hmm. like that so are you excited for this card or are you scared you, you sounded kind of scared i'm scared i i think it's gonna be format warping and Whoa. push out lots of like x1s i think it's gonna have the red and six effect it's gonna push out x1s apart from itself i guess and uh yeah like on first glance i looked at the card i was like yeah oh, this cute little orcs is pretty cool and now i'm i'm scared of it mm-hmm what, I'm what, just getting so expensive already. <laughs> uh, you you know, I just I just love the artwork. That's that's why I do too. I do too. Yeah, I mean, I guess uh, just quickly to wrap up, like my thoughts. I'm gonna start by playing three in painter, and it has zero Main synergy. Deck? Yeah, zero Whoa. synergy with the rest of the deck. It's just a good stuff card, which Fury is as well. So painters like the strength of the fable painter builds is because you play like such a good fair mid range plan that like you expand you expend your opponent's resources and then you can combo them but yeah i'm just jamming three or four of these straight in the main deck you say this has synergies with the rest of deck or no no synergies th at all. there's no synergy okay no. okay yeah I, I was wondering whether it was no, no. okay <laughs> zero synergy with the rest of the deck but um i just think it's kind of too good and um everyone picture that meme where it's like their barbarous thingy our blessed whatever so this is my blessed bow masters and your barbarous bow masters oh that pinged. meme yeah where, where like the two armies meet in the valley yeah exactly exactly <laughs> my bow masters are blessed and they're going to shoot your bow masters down you know what <laughs> i wonder i wonder if there's anything out there that nobody has ever played that abuses this to a degree where that, that's like a symmetrical draw but now all of a sudden you've well on the other hand like you only get a ping out of it oh, okay no no never mind that's I think probably nothing no, I mean, could... people are going to play this with like Echo LED as well. I'm sure. Um, oh, you could, but you could also like. Can't you just play Plague Engineer on Orc? Yes. So you might have to. I think a few of the like best ways to combat it that comes to mind with me is Francis FGC had the idea to play Depths. Um, it just completely ignores it and doesn't really care. And Mono Black, like mid range Stompy with Orcs themselves, but for main Nick Plague Engineer to name Orc, and it's obviously not symmetrical. That's another way. And the third way is I think Blood Moon is just super good. Not especially against the card, but um, it's going to come in loads of underground sea-based decks. And so Blood Moon is just pretty good against them. They have Hydroblast. Uh, like a lot of the Shadow decks don't play a basic island for Hydroblast and stuff. So we could see Blood Moon have a good effect against this. Is there, is there a world where you consider switching to Blood Moon again and paint on the sideboard or what, Yeah, Vegas? absolutely. I already, I already said I'm going to... I'm actually going to consider like a stompy version with Blood Moon's main deck again as well. Just it, it really depends how the card shakes out. Like if it goes in shadow, which is just like the classic three water grave, two underground sea, no basics, then I'm probably going to play like a third city of traders, more Simeon Spirit Guides and Blood Moon's main deck. It's one way to go. Um, yeah, it, it depends what decks it goes in and like how they prepare for people to like get used to this card being the format. Um, I also could be completely overhyping it, of course. Like I've been wrong about many things. We'll see. But uh, yeah, this is the this is the card that scared me the most since Ragavan. You know, I just realized it doesn't have reach. It, like they have bows in their hands. Yeah. How does this not have reach? I mean, they shoot the. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that these guys could shoot down um, a Maritlage? Because of Brent? Yeah, a Maritlage probably not. Yeah. No, that's. I mean, they they could shoot twenty arrows, so it wouldn't really do anything. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> cool, I, I'm excited. <laughs> you, I, I was like mildly excited for it, but now I'm actually scared. 
Mm. We'll see. I don't want. I don't mean to be fear mongering. I'm just uh, just okay. scared of okay. some scary orcs. <laughs> yeah. And if you're totally wrong, then we're gonna have a good side sound bite for a future episode. That's right. That's what I'm going for. That's what I'm going for. I think Look, you, you actually said at some point like, "Oh, this is this is earth shaking. This is gonna uh, revolutionize this format or something." Did I say it before? Gone. I was. Probably, I, I'm pretty wrong about loads of things. Yeah. <laughs> I might be wrong about this one because I'm not at uh, the next one because. <laughs> I'm not sure if this actually does something, but a friend of mine sent me this card and he was like, you know what, this could actually work. And it's called, I'm, I'm not even sure, guys, fourth yeah, Erling Guess. Have you, have you never watched Lord of the Rings? I did, I have no idea it's, who Erling Guess is. No, it's fourth Erling Guess. No? I have no idea. Yeah, is it a horse? Yeah, um, I'm not sure who Erling Guess is, but I think that sounds right. <laughs> okay, there's a guy riding a horse in the artwork, so I guess that's, that's his horse. I'm gonna rewatch the movie right after this. I'm pretty sure the horse is not in the movie. I mean, it might be, but among like thousands of other horses, when they it's got, like, got gas in the name, so it must be good. Yeah, it's pure gas. <laughs> it's a gasoline <laughs> horse. Okay. What, what does the card do, Julian? What is okay, so it's do? a sorcery. Costs X, a red and a white. Create X two two red human knight creature tokens with trample and haste. And whenever one or more creatures you control deal combat damage to one or more players this turn, you become the monarch. So the the first thought is not what you think it is. You, this is not about making the knights and attacking. This is literally about paying two mana to, to become the monarch. No, that, that was the first thing I thought. <laughs> I mean, that was the first thing I thought as well, and that's why it didn't really fully convince me. Got it. And so the idea for this was you play a creature on the first turn, ideally something that, I don't know, can't get blocked or, or what have you, or maybe a diver that flips. And, Prickly and bugger. Like, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to trust you. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to the uh, bug boys there. It's yeah. like a 1-1 one, one with fear for one. Then, then you cast this on the <laughs> second turn, and you, you just pick X as zero. So you don't get any tokens, but when your creature connects, you become the monarch. Obviously, this gets super blown out if your creature somehow doesn't connect, so that mode probably is not going to work unless your opponent, I, know, I mean, goes turn one ponda pass or something. Uh, and I'm also not sure which creature you would even play on the first turn in a deck like this, because I don't know where it goes into. But Local Hierarch, maybe? Because it's like uh, so, unassuming that so, like they'll tap out against that. My, my friend was like, this should go into like red, white, stompy. You know, initiative stompy, where you, you get something crazy down in the first turn, and second turn you, on top of that, become the monarch for two mana. And then, like, later on in the game, and that's actually what why he thinks it's playable, um, you you can also, like, sometimes just, like, pay four mana, right? It's pretty easy in those stompy decks. You create those two tokens, they have trample and haste, you have a good chance of, of becoming the monarch at that point. And, yeah, the, the one thing he I, I didn't really think about, which didn't really convince me, I think he, he told me, this is also one of the few cards in the format that says page by of mana deal 20 damage and i was like okay <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> no you get me yeah. but I mean, yeah, yeah. give me your honest thoughts about this it, it's not bad i like it pretty much because uh, you can also pitch it to both fury and solitude and both cards are pretty good at keep um at keeping the the monarchy probably right like if you have like uh, a secondary or a third copy of this card in your hand then you already are the monarch then you can you can simply pitch it to one of those elementals and um and mm -hmm. just advance the board a little more um yeah like i think any, any playable boris cards just it just pushes uh initiative a little further um, it might it might be the only deck that can really like play this card in the first place right, right. because when i first saw right. it i was like i i don't think this is any place in the format but yeah like yeah. Boris initiative. Yeah, yeah i think you have to be a little careful because um red and white is not easy with soul lands audit often mm -hmm. but yeah, um you're, you're right. gonna leave like a, a, a lot of chromox and stuff 
Right, yeah, like, like you use like all the chromox and lotus petals and things like that. But in general, you also speak, play Kevin I I... as well. It's like, yeah, the man is hard. Yeah, yeah Kevin is, is horrible with this, I guess. Right, but yeah. I do, I do definitely see the upside, and like Monarch is just crazy strong. Like it's not as strong as the, uh, as the initiative, but it's it's also up there. I'm not even sure. Like I, I can't really make that comparison. Like, would would I rather gain the initiative or become the Monarch? I think it de depends on your deck composition. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Both you want to protect, but I'll say I don't think the card is very good, but I was lower on it until Kai pointed out that it pitches to like both elementals, which is pretty legit. That's actually a really good upside to it because it's actually hard to get that balance in the deck. You really want like a good multicolored card like that. Um, it's interesting that like that deck wouldn't play any one drops. I think the, the play pattern of like play a one drop, then you play this turn two, it'll happen, but it's just it's so unreliable that i don't think you can play the card thinking or expecting that ha that play yeah, the problem is you're, you're definitely not going to play four copies of this right you're probably going to no, play like two copies two, two i think as well yeah and yeah. like making lots of two twos with trample and haste is it's honestly not bad especially in a deck like initiative where you have this extra mana with the soul lands and chromoxes lying around and stuff yeah. i mean this could be pretty insane in the mirror i guess if you get to like yeah. turn five six and and like both players neutralize each other and then yeah. like this basically wins the game yeah i'll be honest i was ready to like shit talk this card but i've i've been swayed <laughs> a little bit <laughs> um i do think you might have to kind of switch things up a little bit like uh like as you said cavern the man is gonna be super tough because you're already playing all the eight soul lands i guess and the thing is I guess with more of these chrome mocks, you can pitch like one to it and then it taps for both colors is pretty nice. In paper, you could, I think in paper, the, these decks could play Comet as well. Um, maybe it's just bar Stumpy, like not even especially Initiative, but you'd play those cards too. Hmm. Anyway, yeah, I, I would I would say like give this a try, two of. It probably doesn't quite get there, but it's definitely interesting. Um, especially when you play both the Elementals, as you say, because they're great at protecting you from the Monarch getting taken. I'm just like scrolling through the chat with my friend right now because he mentioned that card and I literally don't see it anywhere in the chat and I have no idea how, how I came across this card now. <laughs> was what it in fuck? it was in our Discord, wasn't it? Oh he linked to it. That's why it's over there. Okay. Ah, uh, okay, okay, okay. Red White Initiative, blah blah blah. Okay, yeah, let's see how that, that one turns out. That's certainly yeah. not gonna be as influential as Orkish Bowmasters. No. Yeah, no. <laughs> we will see. <laughs> I mean we'll end up Bowmasters as a flop and fourth Airlingus is actually like the meta defining card. And yeah, then yeah. we'll have, we'll have our we'll have our soundbite to make fun of me down the line. By the way, speaking of soundbites, our last episode was the one hundred. Oh, I keep saying one hundred ten year anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> it's oldest time itself. <laughs> we were created before magic. We actually, I'm so sorry. We had two callers who uh, whom I didn't actually play on the last show. So here we go. Let's have the first one. Hey all, Jack here, better known as Frankel Bully. Congratulations on 10 years of podcasting. You guys do excellent work. Keep it up. Yeah, we will do. Thank you, Jack. Thank you. And here's the second caller. Hi, Julian. Hi, Kai. Hi. Uh, I forgot <laughs> the name of the last one. Never yes. mind. I'm Jax from Italy. Amazing podcast. Amazing guys. Keep it going. Bye bye. Awesome. Oh, I love it. I love it so much. I think he's talking about your recent guest. Yeah. He's the yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that must be it, right? Uh, love you, Jax. Nice one. Dude, Jax is amazing. I will never forget when Jax picked me up from, from the train station. That's just like the coolest. Honestly, 
I, I don't know what it is about that, but I walked out of the train station. Then all of a sudden, a car pulled up. Like you guys, I think you were in there, Callum. Like oh, yeah. you just opened the door. I felt like the ultimate VIP. I walked out in. of the train. We're going like, get somewhere. In. We're going somewhere. No time to explain. <laughs> Seriously. Dude, it's so funny to me because like Jax was like after after re he recorded this, he was probably like, yeah, that's that's probably good enough, you know. Like <laughs> I don't need I don't need a retake on this, you know. It's, it's probably okay. I will submit this, you know. It's like, perfect. Jax I mean, it's perfect. Amazing. Oh, dude, that's yeah. what I saw when I submitted those filthy watery graves. Seriously, like, yeah, that's yeah, probably good probably enough. good enough. Yeah, 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 sounds, yeah. sounds about right. I, think I mean, so. I I will see you uh, play Shadow in the yeah. future in modern at some point. Or actually, legacy. <laughs> Shadow with Bowmasters, get them now. Uh, uh -oh. Since we're in Italy already, uh, shoutouts to, to Italy checks. We had four seasons earlier this month. Da -da -da -da. You guys remember? It's It's been a couple of weeks yes. by now. Like, yeah, there's yeah. so many legacy tournaments coming up. Oh, I, got, I had so much FOMO just like seeing all the pictures and the mm -hmm. videos of people posting. Like, I th so been to what, two, four seasons now? And like, I thought I'm going to take a break for this one and then going to be going in September for ELMs and everything. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to be happy to skip this one. But like the week leading up to it, I was looking at flights and stuff. I was like, oh, you ah. are. <laughs> I had really? plans on the Saturday and Sunday. So I had to like have cheap flights be available and be able to cancel my flat plans. It didn't work out. But like, yeah, I don't want to miss them again. <laughs> it's just it's just the best thing. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm super excited for the impact returns that, that Kai and I are going to go yes. to. Yeah. And yeah, then I think the you mentioned right the the one that also has the ELM finals is gonna be is it in September? September. Yeah. 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 First, I think first, it's the first week. Yeah. First yeah. week of September. ELM's on the second, so like teams on the on the first, ELM second, big legacy on the third, and I think the turnout for that one's gonna be mental because like they really ramped up the coverage this time. So they had Will from the Wheel Hall Experience doing coverage. Oh, he with, was so um, good, seriously. I think his name's Andrea. He's Pygonti as well doing mm -hmm. it as well insane modern player like and the numbers watching the stream was pretty high and stuff and i was watching it whenever i got a second so yeah it's it's growing it's gonna be it's, it's gonna be awesome september so yeah, yeah they had 430 they had 432 players for modern and 312 players for legacy nice once again one of the biggest legacy events in, in recent years ever on the planet should we look into the results yes absolutely do you want okay. to read So, yeah, you, you, you guys want to go? So basically the way it works at Four Seasons is you play for top eight and everybody in top eight gets the same prize. So it's basically auto-split and then the first person asked is considered the winner. And after nine or ten rounds, most people are pretty happy with that, I'll be honest. Like, yeah. when when I, when I we first went, I was the impression, I was like, no, I'll make them play it out, blah, blah. But like, this is just how it's done. And if you go with the expectations that you'll no-split, it's, it's not going to happen. Um, It's a long day. You play a lot of magic. People are happy with this, and you want to have the good food. And then you you finish, and then everyone just has pizza and beer. Like it's rather than playing top eight when you're tired, you get pizza and beer. Like, you know what I and like? Loads of money. Like I was kind of grumpy last time on one evening when we didn't have like food right away. But overall, like you can have food anywhere. Like you can yeah. have your food ordered to the hotel. People order food to to the site. Uh, that's this amazing restaurant we went to like twice by now. So oh, yeah. this is this is just like the culinary capital of of legacy. Yeah. You can go anywhere. Speaking of culinary capital of legacy, what was in the top eight? Yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so we had uh, we had on first place. Uh, this is this is like you know really good news for for me as a combo player. It was uh, Luca Fasoli on Buck. Doomsday. Yes, Luca. Luca, congratulations. Um, I also um you know just um had a little peek on your deck. It's really interesting because Buck Doomsday is not very common, and um like you you guys might be wondering like what like what's a green for. 
And it's usually for, for carpet of flowers, like a, a sideboard card, which is you know technically like a super soul ring versus Delva. It's it's not it's not bad. I, I tried it myself a few times, but I lose so often whenever my tropical gets wastelanded. Mm-hmm. So like that, <laughs> yeah. that's why I didn't like it as much. But I can definitely see you know like the uh, the reasons to play it. Another cool tech Luca played was the was a one off waterlock. Water Lodge Grove, I think it's called. It's oh, it's yeah. like a it's a Horizon Canopy in blue green, and uh, so you can tap it for either color and pings you for one. But more importantly, you you can pay one tap and suck it, and then you draw a card, and that's a draw effect that doesn't count as a spell, which makes it really interesting. I think in combination with like other Edge of Autumns and into the Cavern of Souls and Darkness Oracle things like that. Really oh, okay. So you, you you can create like additional doomsday scenarios. So basically, you, yeah, yeah, dude, you can basically beat m- a million pyroblasts by just you know cracking that land into Edge of Autumns and into um to Cavern of Souls, uh, Oracle. Uh, that's pro- probably also like scenarios where you play around Mindbreak Trap and stuff. I mean, you already could do that, but I mean, it, yeah, yeah. So it's additional pretty tools. Pre- pretty sick tech for the say. Magic Onliners. This is, Luca is Fuzz sixty five. He's probably beaten loads of us. <laughs> yeah. I think he's also on Twitter, right? <laughs> on the same name. Yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah. yeah. He also has, uh, I think, three copies altogether of where is it? Edge of Autumn. No, not Edge of Autumn. Veil of Summer. He's got one the main deck and two in the sideboard. How, how common is that these days in Doomsday? When you I, play back? No, not, not very common. I'm usually really scared to play um, Veil of Summer in Doomsday because I accidentally deck myself <laughs> and you know, like things like that. Um, but I can I can see how Luca played it given that um the um the Demir Shadow deck is, is quite popular. At, at least like, you know, the, the good players in Tilly, um some of them play Demir Shadow and mm-hmm. you know it could be like a hedge against that deck. Um but the, like yeah, I've I have like two problems with, with Veil of Summer. Like the first of one uh, first of all, I could kill myself because I deck myself. The second <laughs> is that a card doesn't disrupt any opponent, right? Like if your opponent goes show and tell, like Imagine if Veil of Summer was a spell pierce, I could spell pierce it, or you know I can counter any spell. But Veil of Summer is a, is, is a purely defensive card, um, which I don't always like because Legacy has a lot of a lot of crazy stuff going on, and I would rather disrupt my opponent than protect my combo. Yeah, that's true. It it only ever protect like it only ever works like as the second spell, right? Even if you if you have like Force of Will to stop their show and tell, and then they Force of Will back. And then you go for for Veil of Summer, then right. it kind of works, but it, it's never gonna be a thing on its own. Right. It does other things, like obviously, but like he on the Friday, I think it was, he played the Italian Invitational as well, and he played against Mengu on stream, and he like veiled a fatal push on or a drown in the luck on a shield ridden stuff. Like, I think against the the bug scam deck, he maybe was thinking that'd be popular. It's pretty strong there, stopping griefs as well and stuff. Mm, okay. Yeah, I, I guess you could do that. Like the, the the box scam deck. Like I I saw that on, on on camera like twice. I think it was um not only Andrea Mangucci but also um True Hero. Yeah. Uh, Marco Vassallo and mm. playing that deck and I was that was really cool to watch because like I think every one of us has like a kind of like a sweet spot for any fair buck deck. I think at this point like <laughs> the tropicals and bayous and things like that. Yeah. So really, Everyone really does. Cool you're watching right. It. <laughs> it's just like traditionally such a big part of the format and any kind of like farm right whether it's like an aggressive deck or a control deck it's it's just like good when it's around yeah i have this weird relationship with mid-range bug decks because i've played so much of it in my legacy past like especially shardless but like tons of even worse mid-range bug decks and i've always thought they're bad and i've always understood they're bad and i'm not super high on this one i think this is way better than usual bug decks but like I'll I'll love a bug midrange deck and I'll die with six cards in my hand, goddammit, but I'll have fun with it. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's it's a cool deck. I think the 
the scam aspect of it gives the deck a ton of like uh tempo power which it otherwise lacks like thus that joke so i think it's pretty well like built out hey, which deck are we talking about right now bug scam That's Box game, game. Okay, yeah. that, that yeah. wasn't in the top eight, but the, the box game deck that's around right now. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah saw it, we saw it a lot on camera. Yeah, yeah, true, true. But so for everyone, yeah, just uh, please check out the VODs on the Four Seasons channel. I hope the uh, the VODs are still there, but it was really, really cool to watch. Um, yeah. Should we go on with the other decks? Yeah. Yeah, sure. So so and on second place, we have Andrea Sari on uh, Boros Initiative, a deck we just talked about a little earlier. Yeah, yeah. And followed up by Emanuele Cappellini on Blue Red Delver. And I think that is also the only Delver deck in the top eight, mm -hmm. uh, which I'm kind of happy to see. I think like the, the whole top eight is pretty diverse. So um, it's, it's insanely yeah. diverse, right? The last yeah. two years, we've seen like four Delvers in every top eight or something like that. So yeah, it's nice to see. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like on, on fourth place, we have Preslav Krastev a mono black saga storm that deck also kicked ass like, like left sweet. and right like throughout the whole day on camera like it looked so so good like when people had the um the hate versus the the, the combo part they just uh, Preslov just simply made giant contracts and you know the game was over you know i got my ass handed to me by that deck on matching online like war i want to say like a couple of weeks ago and i didn't realize that this by now was kind of like an already established deck i thought like there was some random well, I'm gonna say shit. Somebody played, but I already could tell. Like when I played against them, I got destroyed. But I was like, okay, this is this is actually better than random shit. And now I see it in the top eight here, and I would maybe I even played against Preslav. I don't know what what's this. No, this uh, is this is a Tony Scaponi thing. Oh, is it? Yeah, uh. yeah. I mean, in my opinion, he's like just the the combo king these days. Like he brews so much, it's insane, and so many of them are good. This is one of the most successful ones he's, he's done. And I just really quick tangent. He has the best like. Um, just one liner he does. Whenever he's about to kill someone turn one, he goes, it's Capone in time. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love it so much. Oh, dude, dude legacy so, these days is insanely flavorful. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah so... Dude, dude Callum, you need a catchphrase when you mill somebody out. Oh, it's, oh, I'll, I'll cover someone. It's dude. harvest time, didn't you? Didn't you have, like, it's harvest time. time, yes, there we go. Yeah, Thank you. It. It's even in my Twitter <laughs> bio. Yeah, cool. Okay. Uh, fifth, Sorry, uh, in fifth place, we have another mono black deck, but this time it's not Saga Storm, it's a Purely a scam deck, Mono Black, um, piloted by Life Stolman. Sorry if I uh, butchered your name a little bit, but um, this is just pure scam stuff, really. Just like no fancy combos, I think, as far as I uh, saw no, it. Just like a lot, a lot of good black cards. Crazy oh, starts Walker, Grief, Opposition Agent, Shieldred, Turret, Strat, Kenta on the main deck. It's just Mono uh, Black midrange. Like, it does have four reanimate and four griefs. So it's like kind of scammy. It's got the Douthy Voidwalkers as well, but like. Mm -hmm. The mana base is just like eleven swamps, four wastelands, some utility lands. Caracas. Like Castle okay, Caracas, I guess, is there yeah. because you get yeah. like shieldred and you can like reuse Turach. But like it's it's just a mid-range deck. It's pretty amazing to see this, honestly. Like yeah. we've often seen these decks play Khan and um Leyline main deck and Helm, but I like this direction and I think this deck is one of the best um positioned to play Bowmasters up the um main deck plague engineers to three or four oh. and i think this deck is legit like, oh, i think yeah. even just mana base wise this should be one of the cheaper decks in legacy to build yeah right? yeah yeah this has four wastelands they're not even that common because like you have the Douthy void workers you want double black a lot you want turn one black so you can like dark ritual opposition agent out as well and stuff but um yeah this is a really really good like cheap deck to get into legacy and it's very powerful really cool i did a lot yeah yeah Amazing so on, on sixth place, we have we have we have probably my favorite of the of the whole top uh, of eight because I, <laughs> I don't know what it is, but I like ever since I saw 
Tony uh, Murata um, playing 12 posts, like mono green 12 posts. I've always had a, also kind of a sweet spot for that, even though I, I really don't know because it, like a lot of the stuff 12 posts does is not very appealing to most players because uh, the deck doesn't really cast a lot of spells. Um, yeah, and also it has a little bit of a, like a solitaire vibe when, when you play it, I feel. Oh, yeah, t totally. Like you really don't do much most of the time. <laughs> like <laughs> like un until turn, I don't know, four plus when you like accidentally resolve a Primal Titan or a, or a Green Sun ZFX six, I believe, and then you win shortly after. But yeah, this is Pascal Richter from uh, Switzerland. Switzerland, from Switzerland. And we saw him, I think twice also on uh, on the feature match, beating, no, losing to the, the Black Storm deck, but he won against the, the Buck Scam deck we talked about earlier. And like the Monogreen Cloud Post deck is, Essentially, dude, it's like Elvish Reclaimer, Crop Rods, a bunch of forests, and like the, the Cloud Post lands, potentially a Dark Depths finish. But yeah, I'm I don't know. Like, too. Yeah. This, this, this deck is, whenever I play it on Magic Online, I always go 0 05 or 1 and 4. Or <laughs> and like, and, and then I see Pascal Richter going like 7 0 or like 8 or whatever in the Swiss. And it's like, I like, will what? say, I think this is one of the hardest decks to play in the format. Like, I'm scared of playing it. It's. It's the hardest deck, I think, to sequence because you, from turn one, two, and three, you need to like play all the land drops in perfect order. And you can lose the game on turn five or six because you played the wrong land turn two. It's so utterly punishing to just miss sequencing your land drops. So, yeah, I, I find this deck right. crazy you, hard to play. So, you need a ton of practice, I think. You know, guys, I think we should really invite Tony Murato on, on the, in the show like one day. Is this yeah, he on the pre ordained podcast? Not God damn it! He's, <laughs> no, dude, he's probably on the on the Once Upon a Time Club podcast. <laughs> well, Actually, that, that one's probably a better podcast. That one uh, stopped, didn't it? Because it was Once oh, Upon a Time. Oh yeah, okay, okay, oh. I see. <laughs> it's all the, only like the first episode, so, maybe. So they keep replaying the first episodes, and everybody like <laughs> like oh, Once Upon yeah. a Time five. Uh, yeah. But yeah. yeah, like yeah, like almost half of the uh, half of the top eight is like monocolored decks, which is kind Holy of shit, yeah. it's kind of funny actually. I like that. On seven on seven place we have uh Jeskai's uh Jeskai Days Undoing, like pretty pretty classic, I wanna say. You know, bunch of planes focus on the three drop slot, a single uh days undoing, and then white removal, counter magic and, and cantrips. Yeah, notably like two spell pierce is kind of spell pierce is making a bit of a comeback. We'll talk about it in a second on the next deck list. Right. As well. Yeah, and to round it up, we have uh Mark Wolf from from Germany, um on a four color control deck with Dude, with like, all of course, the Mark top all, as well, like by all, way. all, all, like, seriously, yeah. <laughs> Can we like, like quickly stop and, and like mention on what of an insane like run Mark has been? It's it's almost bad because it doesn't it doesn't like impress me anymore. It's like, oh yeah, of course you top eighted because you're so good. Yeah, like the <laughs> week right. before, he randomly won like the the Czech pre-modern championship or something. Yeah. Like he's wherever he goes, whatever he touches, just like right. yeah, top eight win easy. Mm. And yes. also, like, he's one of the few players to actually play this, right? Kai, Ka tell yes. us about so, it. Like, so, this, I mean, is so this is this crazy. Is not, this is not a this is not an, a standard four color control deck. This has a lot of counter magic in it, and doesn't really play a lot of re removal. So it has uh, two copies of Archmage's Charm and a single copy of Ford, which uh, has been his signature card, I believe. Because yeah, he calls it the engine of the deck, which is like quite the statement, and he's not even joking when he says that. Yeah, because you can pick up those uh, Mystic Sanctuaries, right? Of which you play like two copies, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and three copies of Spell Pierce, which is also another statement. Um, four four of, of Minsk and Boo, which might sound a little crazy given how um, hard it is to cast sometimes. And also like 
it's a legendary planeswalker. I mean, I guess all. I guess the idea is it's just like it's yeah. just chase. Right? I, I think what, what chase it, it, used to yeah, be. Yeah, I think you just want to have it like every single time, and like yeah, drawing the second one doesn't really punish you. Maybe. And it it goes in like he just forces your things or like plays him like removal counter spell whatever like first couple of turns and then plays minsk and forces your play and then that's where the tempo swing is just massive and it's hard for any deck to come back from this control based deck to pulling ahead like that yeah it's also the crazy engine of staff and minsk like minsk creates <laughs> oh, a new true. token every upkeep if you want to yeah yeah <laughs> yeah oh gosh i mean you probably <laughs> want to like i'll take the extra card over the four four hamster well, no yeah, no sure. you say yes and then just keep the one that was in play before oh yeah because you legend rule your oh the, the yeah. new one out <laughs> so it just always triggers every upkeep yeah <laughs> oh my god that's insane unlimited value that doesn't it also like trigger at the end of turn or something no it's only mm. an upkeep it should be no, oh no no wait wait the second triggers when it comes to play yeah sure yeah. I, I was like it triggers it has like what two different maybe it just triggers every phase who knows yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 i think like ov overall i want to say like this is a this is a pretty stacked up eight i, li I like all yeah. the decks and and everything the only thing that kind of surprises me is that marco montani is not in the top eight i know who, who has been in the top eight for as long as the um event exists I he think. so he got to the finals of the italian invitational and until that finals he had not lost a game in two and a, a half match. four seasons a match sorry in two and a half well two two four full weekend for four seasons and then that invitational I think he's he basically like the, the Rafael Nadal at, at Sri Lanka Ross of, of yeah. four seasons. Well, no, he didn't top eight now, so he's dead to me. Terrible player. Walk it up. <laughs> Let's get this I'm guy joking, out of I'm here. joking, I'm joking. He's yeah. So Wow. Wow. Uh, to, to once again very quickly go back to Mark's deck this is just like this is blowing me away because we are seeing so so little like I don't really see anyone playing this online right have, have you seen any top 8 lists that, that like no, play this the thing is he doesn't like he does insane all these tournaments paper tournaments he's just like stopped playing online and then online is cyclical like people just copy online a lot of the time like people will now probably pick up Luca's deck a bit and Mark's as well like a bit but to like to get online people playing so for example uh we've forgotten to talk about the showcase challenge episode so far uh the showcase challenge was yesterday oh, dude, that happened as well <laughs> yeah <laughs> the showcase challenge was yesterday and three uh like yorian zenith decks top eighted and that was off the back of stefan schultz winning uh the super ptq or something the week before and so because it's online and like winning a big event online people are going to gravitate to just like the top online things they see because, well online yeah it's, it's kind of an online thing where paper like there's just not that many big paper events like this like four seasons and stuff so they'll see like deck lists from 50 person events and probably just think it's worth less than a 300 person ptq online oh okay not that it's quote unquote worth less but like you know yeah, the yeah. more players the harder it is to win for example just to be simple i'm actually looking at the deck list right now because i totally missed that so so you're saying like stefan won the uh, uh super ptq the week prior I believe so. Don't don't quote me on this. Uh, he won something, and I, I've lost. I'm lost in the names of Magic. And the Ross Legacy. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe he just top eighted. Uh... <laughs> because I, I oh here's a Legacy Super Qualifier on June second. Yeah. And Mental Mister won that. And there we go. I got it. Yeah, yeah. Nice. You're right. You're right. Actually, I, I'm just gonna put a note in the show notes to link that. Cool. Uh, Stefan wins Super PTQ link. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, dude, that's just like so way too many results to go. <laughs> yeah, this. I'm just like taking a quick look at this. The showcase qualifier thing yesterday was like 250 something players. 285. 285. God, that's huge. Yeah. And three urines in a stacks on the top eight. 
two show and tells. This is going off memory, so I could be wrong. Two show and tells. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. A yeah. Jeskai control. Yeah. That's the there's a reanimator deck where uh -huh. what's it called? Resuve and Drifter. Oh yeah, that's, that's pretty spicy. Thing. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. well, there's there's another there. reanimator deck with four copies of his Oh no, it's not really actually what is this? Oh, this <laughs> is Sneak Show with four copies of Resuve and Drifter. Cool. Yeah, that's interesting. So what does Resuve and Drifter do? Uh, I have to make it bigger. <laughs> I know it it's, does like some. I'll start thing. while you go. It's a two yeah. and a blue, so three mana total. It's a two four yeah. flying. Yeah. So there's a fly, and then the beginning of combat, it triggers, and you look at the top card of your library. If it's a creature spell, it becomes a copy of that until end of turn. Actually, you can look at the top of your library at any point. You can look at the top of your library at any point, and then at the beginning of combat, it becomes a copy of a creature. Is it? Of each um, combat, even. Okay, cool. Sorry, dear listeners, I don't have it in front of me, and Julian does. <laughs> and also, it, it, it also maintains flying. Okay. Ah, so a flying grizzly. So basically, yeah, I, I played against this uh, a couple of weeks ago. I didn't realize that this was actually like apparently good. But yeah, it's it's around. I mean, the two four probably helps it. Like it's super hard to kill. And I'm not yeah. sure you want to like throw a, a red blaster. Like when I played against yeah. it, I gambled. I was like, you know, we're like low on cards. You don't have like cantrips. I'm just like gonna gamble. And, and that's a fair point. Like I was about to say, oh, it's three mana dice to blast. Like and everyone still plays blast. But I remember when people played. Um, what is called the artisan the oh yeah the artisan that where you discard the card and then it yeah can, can yeah copy. so when people yeah. played that i remember like not really wanting to blast as well because then the show and tell or the sneak attack with the force backup resolves and stuff so yeah it's that's pretty cool that top eight is it in with the results you got in front of you is it in two of the sneak and show decks in top eight uh i only see one sneak and show deck but i still have to look at the eighth deck Okay. And the eighth deck is no, that's a pl very plain smoker heavy chess guy control. Okay, deck. so it's just one then. I I must have misread earlier. Yeah, but that's that's pretty cool. Cool. Uh, anything else in the showcase challenge top eight that sticks out to you? Uh, no, but uh, I want to throw up because I hate those Yorian Sun attacks. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> There's like three or four copies even. Like I didn't even properly count. There's what, three what? in the top eight. Yeah. What, what's, the, what's the last one? Oh, here's the. Mono blue elf kid played this. Uh, oh, that's the wheels deck. deck. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so he, yeah. he was undefeated in the Swiss. Elf kid went 9 0 in the Swiss. And then I think a split finals. Yeah. They split the finals. I they did. That. Yeah. yeah. McWin Source and Elf kid. Yeah. Pretty good. McWin Source always plays as your end end of the deck as well. I don't know. We said it like six months ago on the podcast. We were like, this deck has legs, is underplayed. And then we've forgotten about it again. And here it is again, rearing its beautiful or ugly head, depending on how you view it. So, yeah, that's good, I guess. Yeah, that's that's pain. Oh, that's basically kind of like your painter list. In there's Threat my boy Lightwalker, Lightwalker Robbie <laughs> Rez. He is like my favorite painter player in the world. Yeah, shout out to Robbie Rez. I love him. He's got that nickname because he opens a mythic, usually foil, every single pre-release. <laughs> ah. uh, big loves. Oh, there's another painter right afterwards. Oh, that's the 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 Emery painter. Uh -huh. uh, what did we call it? Like mono blue painter. Very inventive, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, painter cast, I guess. Yeah, that's just like way too many results to go. Guys, yeah. seriously, like knock yourself out if you want to like check out everything that happened. We're trying to distill like the, yeah. the very most important stuff. How it. about any other paper events happen? Uh, there was one more big paper event in Germany, and this is like special because this is the first time in twelve years that we are gonna that we had a German legacy championship in Germany. <laughs> or in the first place. <laughs> first time we had a tournament in Germany. Nice. <laughs> no, we had a hundred players in Ulm. 
uh, organized by, I think they call themselves Zum Waschbären, which means like to the raccoon, um, raccoons in, whatever. Uh, new tournament organizer, new tournaments. Well, I guess they're going to have more tournaments in the future. It's not confirmed, but I, I heard that people were talking about that. Anyway, so German Legacy Championship. I did not go because we were recording our podcast, our 100th podcast until like deep into the night. And I, I would have to leave like really early, but I would have loved to go. But yeah, need, need to chill down a little bit. <laughs> um, 100 players. They played eight rounds, right? That makes sense. Mm -hmm. And cut to top eight. This results are kind of out yet. We don't really... We know who won. Alexander Brax with Big Chess Guy Staff Humility, what I called it here. I love that name. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then we have a complete top eight. So actually, let's go through a top eight before we look into this list. So top eight is like his Big Chess Guy Staff Humility. Then there's two more Blue Red Diver, a Land Stack, a Blue White Stoneforge Stack, a Food Chain Goblin Deck in the hands of Stefan Hosan. Yes. And a Fiend Artisan Maverick deck in the hands of Thomas Pfeiffer. And I think that leaves one deck that we do still don't know about. So, hey, it's, that's a surprise. It's probably, very it's probably Painter. Yeah. Yeah, it's it must be Painter. Right? Yeah. <laughs> 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 so, the, as I said, the results are not out yet. I've reached out to a couple of people there and one of the organizers to maybe get a, a picture of the deck list. And we actually have it here. So, guys, what is this chess guy deck? Because this is basically the almost the complete opposite of what we talked about, I think, two episodes ago when we had Marcus Ewald on the cast. Yeah, this well, is... at least Alexander did his own work and listened to our, I don't know, whatever, whichever podcast in the past where we talked about humility <laughs> to be a legit mm. spell, you know, because we do see a copy in the main deck and I think a second copy in the it's... sideboard. Yep. Yeah. He's well playing done, two Ale across. Well um, done, Alex. Thank like... you so much for listening. <laughs> he bought he bought a hundred <laughs> copies. After yeah, our you know, let, let's, let's just like, let's take complete credit for like the, the German Legacy Championship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well like, done, Kai. Dude, dude, this is this is crazy because there's like there's humility in the main deck and dress downs. I think, right? Wait, Are there? Yeah. Oh no, you, you see on on the first sheet uh, on the very top. Oh, oh god, this is so confusing. Like, he, okay, he, g g people, seriously, he has like his complete decklist on the front side, and then when you turn it over, it also says two dress down, which is also part of the main deck. Right. <laughs> yeah. Okay, this is this is troll level deluxe. <laughs> yeah, this is like okay. a mix of so on the second last episode with Marcus, we were talking about how the kind of more two distinct versions of just guy is like the planeswalker heavy one, so like three or four narsets, three or three-ish teferis, and then it plays like Wandering Emperor and Shark Typhoon and no staff. And then the other version is kind of like Marcus's preferred way of staffs and sagas. Like they're two very good shells and they kind of play out fairly similarly, but they're just getting their card advantage in different ways. This is just like fuck it. Rules? I don't care about rules. Just throw it out the window. So he's got two Wandering Emperor, <laughs> two Teferi, uh, two Narset, and then he's got four staffs and a Shark Typhoon as well. And then the Humility and a Back to Basis because fuck it. And two Supreme Verdict. Um, I'm seeing, yeah, four Prismatic Ending, four Swords as well, and one Spell Pierce, six mm. Forces, four Brainstorm, four Ponder, and 20 lands. 20 lands seems pretty light to me. Um, I would like to see 22 here, but it worked for him. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've, on one end, you got to be greedy. On the other hand, I guess Steph somewhat helps. Like on your third turn, if you're out of a land, you still get a draw. Yeah. Yeah. You also have quite a lot of basics, so you know, you don't get mana screwed all that often. Yeah, it's true. Three planes. <laughs> this is this is basically the, the kind of control deck that I don't know, this kind of control deck has such a history and legacy where people just like jam all the good endgame stuff and then try to like well I, I wanted to call it like outskill the opponent to get to a late game. I mean it 
doesn't always work that way, and I guess that's mm-hmm. a major reason why people <laughs> who like why control players are control players are known to be salty or like have a reputation for being salty. I guess. <laughs> Am I reading too much into it? <laughs> I think so. I think so. You could say that. By the way, they're not saying Alex is like just like generally speaking. It's very it. unlike Julian to read too much into something. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was reading. Um, someone posted on Reddit earlier one of AJ Saka's old articles, and I was reading it just just today at work, and it had humility as well. It's been like for enlightened tutor and uh, like ease and top and cards balance, and it's just like really hard control. And I saw humility there. I was like, you know, what? it can make a comeback again. But here it is. Yeah, two copies. Uh, yeah. It probably still has not spiked. I uh, also didn't really <laughs> no. buy any. It's it just like feels so weird to me, right? And we talked about this before, but maybe I should just like if I decide to buy some and I go on Magic on uh, on Card Market, that's the day where they will have spiked and we'll be like, oh my god, okay, yeah. never mind. The, the other thing is, I think <laughs> I think we were, we were, had a good point at the time. It was really powerful, but then like Jeskai Control is very good now. Like Staff is like <laughs> lol humility, you idiot. And then they're playing like the Wandering Emperor and Narset. So like it's good in the shell, but against mirrors, it's pretty. Bad. Bad. and like a lot of other decks are playing staff so yeah uh, it's basically good it's against worse. everything except for the control decks or something if you can survive long enough yeah it's just i mean that's a big if i know yeah 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 <laughs> i think i think it's gotten a bit worse though no. yeah so cool speaking of reddit you wanted to say something about a post we saw today oh yeah as well. actually we totally i just wanted to mention that because i noticed that while i was um while right before we got to, into the recording studio which is something we have very much yes, we <laughs> yes, have a recording totally. studio <laughs> we fly here every time we're very professional so, i noticed that i mean a lot of you people might know that on reddit there's like this big blackout strike going on because they they increased the rates like insanely increased the rates for api access so a lot of uh, communities are actually shutting down the legacy subreddit mtg legacy on reddit did not but the uh well, he called himself, or they called himself, the lone moderator of, of that, uh, more or less the lone moderator of that subreddit, and mentioned that it's so much work, and since third-party apps, which usually, for, at least for Reddit, are much better to handle than the, the primary one, are going to be shut down, um, they will not be able to properly moderate the uh, subreddit anymore, and there's a very real chance that they will completely just like shut down the subreddit. And I just like noticed that because it's... I mean, I don't really use it all that much, but it's still like a big thing for legacy, right? And there's always been a lot of discussion of whether, you know, things will move to Discord, like even before all of this happened today, uh, or whether things will move back to the source. And I was just, I guess I was getting so nostalgic because by far the most upvoted post was less, was um, about going back to the source and then there were like, a lot more <laughs> posts of going back to the source. Uh, and I know it's not really happening, but I, I don't know, I, I, I kind of liked it. Yeah, source was pretty... Like sports, like MTG the source was like the place to be, and I also remember like you had like a playmat of MTG the source. I do, I do. There's actually two playmats, yeah. I want one of those so badly. Uh, yeah. yeah, I guess at this point I can quickly tell the story, right? So in in 2008, I believe it was um, the uh, when I say we, uh, I wasn't I wasn't involved. Like we as the community or the moderators or rather. Uh, made a playmat, and you've probably seen that one, um, that has like all the, I think, eight different artworks of iconic legacy cards. And people could buy those, and they were given out a cheapy, was it like Columbus? I think it was cheapy Flash or something around around 2008. And Wizard stepped in, Wizard was like, okay, guys, we're not going to sue you, but you cannot do that. This is like you're not your intellectual property, you cannot sell <laughs> this playmat, which honestly is fair. Like if you, if you sell it, uh, even if it's at cost, I, I mean, I, I get that. But that means that that playmate is insanely rare. And I initially didn't have one, but I wanted one. 
And without going into further detail, I got my hands onto the, the printing files, the, the, the Photoshop files. Uh, or was it? Yeah. And that way I, I was able to print my own version. Nice. That's, That's quite yeah, that. I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay, interesting. Yeah, it's also interesting because they actually changed the template. So if you want to see the original, original printing, at the bottom right, it has mental misstep. And mine has, I'm pretty sure it has him to Torosh. Like minor misstep. Oh, okay. Yeah, they didn't see that far ahead. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's Oko in there as well. <laughs> yeah, if you turn it around, you can actually see Oko in the background. And right in the back in the bottom right-hand corner, there's Orcish Bowmasters. Coming <laughs> I'll probably hate myself, yeah. And then like many years later, I want to say something like, I don't know, eight years later, there was a community-made one, which is basically a battle royale of uh, tons of different legacy cards. And that's actually like made by someone who gave it to the community. And I actually kind of wrote the, the art description for that, which mm-hmm. is kind of cool. But I don't have that one because I have the kind of OG one, like the fake OG one. <laughs> fake OG is still OG. Yeah, kind of, kind of. It's like 1.5. It's, it's like not the second one. It's <laughs> not exactly the first one. It's actually one of its kind. It's like B yeah. plus tier. Yeah. Yeah. People have actually, like, if you want to buy one of the original ones, it's many, many years ago. It was already, like, a couple hundred dollars in the secondary market. But oh, damn. I have no idea how much it is right now. I'll give you less than that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to sell it anyway. <laughs> so, guys, is that, is that it for, for us today? I think so. Nice catch up. So, yeah. yeah. Awesome. We'll yeah, go through you know, some results. Talk about Painter, because, like, every other episode is Painter episode. Every time we, like, uh, like talk about things, like, so what should we talk about this time? We had loads of results to cover, but, like, for some reason, one of us just, like, does well in a tournament with Painter. It's always Painter. Every week. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Every day painting. Every day painting. Kai, you need to play like Painter, this. and then next week you can... <laughs> no, Kai, Kai is, like... Somebody dude, you can you, buy for I ten mean, euros now, dude. You, you guys, you know, you know that, right? Like, it's it's gonna happen someday. Someday I'm gonna <sighs> get my hands on. I'm waiting for. I'm, it. I'm not gonna say. I'm not gonna say because otherwise it will happen. But damn. Can you imagine so. becoming painter cast? <laughs> is there a painter? Could I, actually, is there any legacy dude, deck that has a dedicated podcast for it? I, I, I'd, I'd rather legacy be on, was like dude, a I'd show rather one. be on a painter podcast <laughs> than on a preordained podcast. So yeah, I guess. Well, me and Julian, as soon as you play painter, we're like moving to preordained decks. <laughs> <laughs> the Goblin Engineer podcast. What's the best preordained deck in Legacy? That's mm. show. Is it? Uh, what, isn't it? <laughs> uh, like the Doomsday list? I thought the Doomsday list we talked about today had, had uh, preordained. Like Doomsday... Doesn't play preordained. Does it really doesn't play... Yeah, there, no. there's just like no slot left. He played like, okay, here, f- f- Fast uh, 65, or whatever, I think Fast 65, right? Played three copies of preordained. All right, get wrecked us. <sighs> What yeah. about this curve? <laughs> turn one preordained, turn two fourth Aeolingus. Is there like a. <laughs> and, yeah, great, great. Uh, but Seeming Spirit Guide to make a 2 2. Got it. Perfect, perfect. Yeah, yeah we figured great. out the format. If it. you want to support us in figuring out the format, you can support us on patreon.com slash everyday channel and you can leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. If you want to. Um, no, you already are supporting the running of the show. <laughs> 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 we shouldn't record this late, guys. I'm, I'm getting completely like. Mm confused anyway so if you want to support the following of the podcast you, oh god this is so bad we, you know what just <laughs> you've never had any ad- wine god damn it i didn't even have wine i've just like got completely confused if you want to follow the podcast you can find us on at eternal mtg on instagram and twitter and big shout outs to everybody who has been supporting us for a long time especially our eternal witness tier supporters alex crow tim everett testacular by the way congratulations again Sebastian Holaga, Guillaume, Sean Dewey, Francis Kauper, Cassandra Davis, Benedict Gruber, and Severin Schwarzuber, 
and our Grizzle Brand here supporters, Budgie Butts, Scott Monroe, Tom Hap, Kane, Ian Seifald, and Colonoscopy. Thank you so much. And guys, I wanna play Priodan now. You you can stop me. See you next time. <laughs> you bye got bye. it. You go for it. Cheers. Bye everyone.